Hey, how you doing? Good, how's it going? Good. I got a great so, question for you. Oh, hit me. Especially especially good for you. Oh dear. Here's the starting point. You think the US is in decline? Yeah. <laughs> okay, that was easy. <laughs> yeah. Any particular definitely. Yeah, definitely, right? Like jump the shark the, levels of decline. Yes. It's institutions are and and uh societal expectation everything's out of sync right now. Like it's um it's it's a there's a couple a couple of thoughts like it's supposed to be more chaotic than having a king like if you get a king you have a monarchy everything is clear like the king gets to just say what is what and mm-hmm. if you get an insane king that's bad if you get a good king it's 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 better than a democracy could be right. uh maybe but with the democracy like you have all of the chaos and the factions and the compromise and all those types of things and and here we have a system that on the one hand, money in politics has created an oligarchy that's irresponsible to our, not responsible to our political process. Mm-hmm. And on the other side, you have the decentralization of information-bearing institutions that are creating no shared uh, source of reality. Mm-hmm. And then you have postmodernism, which has come up through ac- academia and is in- informing a growing number of people about the and we've talked about this in our past calls about the absence of truth. Mm-hmm. And it's a real conundrum for the left and for the right, because there's cognitive dissonance here uh, on both sides about uh, about those pieces, like that, you know, the left wants to have that uh, relativism, but they also want to have an objective truth that they can marshal everybody into. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the left wants to believe in, uh, you know, faith and intuition right um uh, just as long as it's their faith and intuition <laughs> it's yeah. like Wait, pretty you, crazy you mean the right right well both the, i guess both the left and the right like yeah. they want to have their cake and eat it too when it comes to policing thought mm. yeah exactly right yeah so i think it, it comes down to like in you like a society how will it succeed and fall well it will succeed if enough people are benefiting from its institutions and its structure and its and its limitations um and we have very power powerful myths here that serve to uh allow people to suffer and think that that's a part of the process that there's a lot of suffering that i think americans will bear in the name of our myths like the myth of uh the american dream for yep. instance, or the mm-hmm. myth of home ownership, or the myth of an education, or yeah. the myth of hard work and independence and bootstrapping, yeah. and all that stuff. And but I think if you get to a certain, I think it's it may just be as simple as the moment you hit a tipping point when you have a tipping point over here where not enough people are are uh, secure and and happy enough or suffering the right amount, mm-hmm. and then you have <laughs> yeah suffering the right amount right (laughs) and then over here you've got the degradation of shared experience and then you've got texas wanting to secede right you know and so yeah i think it's falling apart and i think part of me being so cavalier about this is that i want to be like the guy in the room that is not taking for granted the fact that it just goes on forever and that it really is a thing that could end because when you look at the curve of history like that's what happens like these things happen and I don't know what better conditions you could chart right. than the conditions we're in right now for mm-hmm. this thing to fucking fall apart, um, except yeah. maybe the Civil War. We survived a Civil War. So I don't know. Maybe I'm yeah. just wrong. Yeah. 
no, I don't, I tend to agree. I mean, it's tough to, it's, it's kind of like so massive that how could you even know, but somebody, I heard someone say something the other day that really like was a, a splash of cold water, which was to the effect of, you know, during COVID China made a hospital in 11 days and the United States can't even put up a fucking website, you know, like without $3 million and, uh, you know, two years and 300 people. And it's like kind of true, like, but it's come to, so what's, so the thing that's crazy about that, and it's not apples to apples, right? Because you've got a, a top down dictatorship communist state on the one hand. And, you know, basically it feels like the United States is descending into anarchy. It's just like, I feel like people, some people don't think they want that, but they seem to want that. that I don't want. think they think they want that, but I think like, I, I don't understand the end game for some people in terms of the, the, um, the inf- and I think it's infantile, mm. and I think I I don't know. It's so easy just to say to you because you know you're not I'm, you're not you're not going to be offended. But I think mm. like I think it is infantile how people feel about government because I think if anywhere you would ever want to live, even if you went somewhere with twenty people, you would need to have some kind of a governing principle. You would have a government. You have a government in your house, <laughs> yeah. you know, like. And any anywhere you have a group of people, you need a government, and you would want it to be somewhat predictable. Mm-hmm. So it feels like we're really infantile about um, not we, but like a lot of people are very infantile in their loathing of government, as if there aren't the same problems in the private sector or in you know the the fourth estate or in religious institutions or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that kind of like every man for himself. You know, get your guns. I don't know if that's what you're referring to, but that's what comes to mind where it's like, uh, you know, I'll just take care of myself. Thanks. You know, I'm all going to be totally sovereign and be like the Unabomber and live out here with my <laughs> nine kids. And it's like, that's not a society. So if, if you, you know, maybe you could do that and you're like Daniel Boone or something, or, but yeah. Like what's the end game? I yeah, don't get wh- the end game yeah, for that. Just to say you did it. I don't know. Like, what are they trying to destroy? I, I, I really don't know. I, I do. I do think that or opt out of. Yeah. I mean, I get like where, where I diverge is like, I'm, I I mean, you just heard me say at the top of the discussion, like, I think our institutions are broken right now. And I think people continue to ignore it year after year after year. And there's no leadership to do it. The fact that Joe Biden was the nominee for the Democrats is a huge example as to how unresponsive the, the government is. Yeah. Uh, uh, Our political parties are to the problems of the day. Like, so no, I, I think I think it's it's in trouble as well. So I'm deeply aggrieved and deeply angry about you know where the the state of things, just like anybody else is, I guess. But my argument isn't. I mean, I don't I, I don't know what they're arguing for. Like I guess I'm saying it's going to decline and we're going to be left with something that will be deeply regrettable. And yes. I think they're wanting to like re, like design right now a future state that I don't understand what it is right it seems to be limited to on the left it seems to be limited to um you will sympathize with my situation it it seems like very uh you will not hurt my feelings you will change your life to not hurt my feelings or something it's like very thought policey in a in a in a in a punitive it's very not quite violent but it's very aggressive and it's very mobbish I have um, a really hard hard time with it. Yeah. Is, I don't know if you're. Can we go down this rabbit well, before, hole for a second? Yeah, but before we. Yes, but, but I. And on the We're, left. I sorry. On the right. 
there's also, it's like thought police on the other side. It's just different thoughts, you know? So, and it's much more, it's much more physically violent and much more every man for himself where it's like, it's like, you know, divided we stand, united we fall on the left, but only if you think like we do. And on the right, it's just like, screw everything. I'll, I'll take care of this. But anyway, you were going to say something about the, the sort of left. Well, let's, I think we should park the thought police part for maybe if there's time at the end of this or, mm. or just to talk about it another time, because mm. it's a dangerous conversation to have. And I, I am genuinely confused about how I feel about it. Mm. Yeah. I, well, so, okay. So let's, let's pivot off of that into what do you think happens if Texas secedes? Yeah. So like, do you even I think do, it's, I don't, do you even think it's bad? Uh, yeah, I do. I do think it's bad. I, I, I don't, my, my, I have an emotional reaction to it that mm-hmm. isn't thoughtful, that it's bad. And it's tied to just, it's, it's bad because I think it's logically inconsistent. Like, what is it that you're seceding for? It, do you not like policy? Do you not like, like we're the, what is it about this process, this governance that you don't like that you're going to have in Texas that your secession will solve? Mm-hmm. And maybe it's like if you were um, in you're in Rhode Island and mm-hmm. you know you're forty by twenty state or you know whatever the miles are here. Yeah. And for some god so for some reason you need you know thirty nine uh, thirty six um, school committees and <laughs> because like you couldn't possibly have decisions handed down from you know Kent County uh, into West Warwick you know for example mm-hmm. like maybe you'd get more particular policy. I just don't know what what's the why you know what do you, so those washington what, again, what's the elites problem? can't tell what are you us solving what to do? for it's what, like washington elites telling us what to do right but then you'll have texas elites telling you what to do yeah but at least they're from texas i don't know <laughs> at least right they, but like at least they agree what, about abortion thing, and guns i mean right what are the washington elites doing that they don't like i don't that's the part i guess i don't get abortion and guns abortion and guns yeah I, you don't get to start another country over that i'm sorry <laughs> we'll see i guess I guess, yeah. Yeah. Like cuz then then it's chaos for everybody. And and, yeah, and practically that would speaking, be proof like I don't on the I don't want to live in Europe, you know, like yeah. I don't want to live where I have to have a passport, not that you have to have a passport, but like you know, it's cuz then what would it be it would be like, okay, well Texas is it going to have its own currency? Is it going to have borders? Is it own border control? Its own immigration policy? Now we have a third country to negotiate with in addition to Mexico and and Canada that we're bordering with, like it's more work for for us, mm-hmm. and so no, you don't. I don't want that. They also wouldn't be able to vote for president, though. Yeah, that would be pretty sweet. <laughs> but but again, it's it's like walking away from our problems. It's walking away from. It takes. It's like a pressure release valve to continue to decentralize and to continue to compartmentalize. Yeah. And what's the end game there? Right. What so, is the end game? Like, and and part of the benefit of america that i think is compelling it landed with me what it means like how is diversity a strength like is yes is that's that a just, great question yes so like with i think it is and i think it is for very specific reason but i think it's very challenging because i think in our nature somehow we're uh tribal and it's hard to not be tribal and it's hard to not be emotional and like look at the sopranos look at uh, breaking bad look at the appeal of of mobsters in general mm-hmm. like 
the family, the blood, the people that, how could you, your daughter was raped. How are you not going out and killing the person yeah, that did it? Like, eye, right. All those passions that, that relate to a, a very tribal mentality. And then of course, in our elections, it's, there's very much in us and them. There's the xenophobia, all this stuff. Mm-hmm. But you look in Europe, France, we have our own culture. It's, you know, immigration is a big challenge there. Britain, big challenge with immigration. Mm-hmm. And, but for us, what we were supposed to be was a place where the law mattered, not your tribal relationships. I prefer living in a place where the written word and the as rational and logical law as you could possibly generate is what rules the day and not your relationship to a Don. Yeah. And, and that, because what a, the rule of law means to me is regardless of whether I'm white Catholic or I'm, you know, or I'm black or I'm Irish or what or whatever, I'm as imperfect as the implementation is I'm subject to an impartial set of laws. Mm-hmm. And that is strength because if I'm in the majority, um, I have no fear. Uh, I should have no fear of becoming the minority. Right. Or if I'm the minority, I have protections against the majority. And yeah. and I feel like at the end of the day, um, so I was reading Marcus Aurelius after our conversation about stoicism. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I don't remember. I wish I could remember the exact phrase, but at a certain level, we're like, how are we not all citizens of the planet? Mm-hmm. You know, but you can't govern. We are not, we're not governing that way. Um, but how yeah. could you, how could you, it seems better to evolve to a point where you could govern broadly and have a set of laws that protect people versus descend into tribes that are utterly arbitrary and not reason rational. Yeah. They're based on, on more of an emotional response. So I, I agree with that, but it, the, the, it seems like one of those, the sort of promise of the, uh, rule of law, you know, premise, you know, in the constitution, it's like, it's kind of like the scientific method. It's, it has its own self-healing properties built right into it. Like it's not supposed to produce perfect results every time, but it has a ratchet mechanism that's supposed to just turn in one direction and things will more or less get better over time where you, you know, you get more, uh, higher. So with science, if you're doing good science, then you are going to get closer and closer to reproducible results and closer and closer to base truth. And in theory, with the way the government is was designed, it should sort of lurch back and forth toward a more just situation. Uh, but that has clearly not happened. So it's, it's on, the, on the one hand, it's like, great idea. Uh, the devil's in the details and the government is completely taken over by what seemed like basically money. Uh, from a particular class of people that are in the decline and therefore are going to fight like hell to not lose power. So it's like the implementation is like, like, yeah, the implementation is screwed up and could be improved, but it could get to the point where like it'd be like if scientists were just like completely driven by YouTube views instead of by the scientific method or peer review. It's like, well, that's not good science. And it's like, well, this isn't good. I don't even want to say politics. So it's like not good U.S. politics. It's fine until it's not fine, right? It's like I I said earlier, like there's some point after which enough people are suffering that it falls apart. Yeah. Social contract is gone. Yeah. The social, but, but then, and I thought that was maybe the only response I would give like, well, the social contract isn't serving enough people and then it falls apart. 
But I also have this nagging feeling like it's the second thing too. Mm-hmm. But I don't really understand the practical problem with the second one where you know, you're losing this shared sense of identity, which seems to be contributing to, uh, to people's sense that we're, we're just a chaotic, chaotic mess of, of ill-willed opponents. Yeah. And, and we, we don't have the, you know, it's, you know, FDR time or it's World War II and, and mm. we're all going to, you know, kind of pitch in, um, which we started seeing in the 2000s, like, let's have two wars. And for the first time, we won't have parallel taxation. We won't have conscription. We won't have, we'll do everything we can from a policy perspective to hide the fact that we have two, two wars going on right now mm. because we can't because somebody we can't bring the country together around this so i i don't know if that's as i don't know but that's what i i I get the sense that you know if you if you revert into tribal you'll always have and and everyone has a platform yeah like if texas would just say screw you guys and then new hampshire would say screw you guys and Mm -hmm. everyone would start saying we we can we can take care of our own Mm -hmm. yeah and not to the greater good Probably. Yeah. I mean, it's, I think in theory, in theory, I agree with you hundred percent. It seems like diversity is better, but there needs to be excellent leadership to, to, to point out or to define a shared vision and execute on it in a way that appears to be working. So, you know, you know, if we want to get to, uh, I mean, a better place for the, for a super majority of people, you know, then, and it seems to be working, then it feels like people would be easier to stay on board with it, you know, versus right. like a completely decimated middle class where single moms are working three jobs and, and, or like people in the flyover teachers states. are fundraising. Yeah. Teachers are teachers fundraising. Are, and like people are just unemployed and unemployed. they're just in places where they can't get a job. Like that's going to turn into unrest like it's going to turn well, into opium addiction it's going to turn into crime it's going to turn into riots you know so yeah, and how do you begin to have the le- levels of technology efficiency gains and how do you have like the amount of overall uh growth in the economy and have no no provision for people to be working less like <laughs> that it does just it doesn't make any sense like you you can fine you want to tell everybody that they always have to have more 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 fine that's fine mm-hmm. i i don't think it's fine but like i if that was like a predicate for the engine upon which society was working that's not inherently evil to me but like yeah. at least if you're able to like deliver the goods for that engine in a more efficient way people should have to work less yeah you know like feminism and maybe other circumstances that i can't pin to it yielded two family uh incomes mm-hmm. two two adult incomes per, per family it didn't help us mm. like there was no while while you you added two breadwinners and still everybody's struggling like what yeah something something's wrong here yeah. you know yeah it's like you're raising your standard of living faster than your than than your income you're like raising your standard of living while your sales are going up as a country yeah. so your gross national product is is going up like through the roof the mm-hmm. whole time mm-hmm. and yet now you have two breadwinners you have every like if you were to, to chop up the basic pieces now we're getting into like so what is the 
where does the social contract break down? Like, is it actually breaking down? Mm -hmm. And I would say, so safety and security are huge for people's state of mind. Like when that starts to break, COVID hits, you're worried there isn't toilet paper. You're bringing a knife to Walmart Mm -hmm. to be able to get out of there with toilet paper. Like people are, it doesn't take much. It's such a thin line Mm -hmm. between people just saying, I'm so moral and ethical and I'm a churchgoer, but I'm going to fucking kill you for this case of toilet paper. <laughs> Fuck you. You know, <laughs> it happens in a, in a, in a, in a day. Yeah. You know, people drop the pretense of our society. Yeah. So you've got healthcare through the roof. You've got, yeah. and that's such a have and have not, you know, that's hard to watch, you know, mm-hmm. people getting the shit that they get. Then the have nots get, you know, what they get mm. housing. Remember dad, did dad ever say to you, like, when you buy a house, like, you're, you're guaranteed for housing values to go up? Well, I bought a house in 2000. Yeah. And that was that was the year that that, that stopped. Yeah. I bought a, I, know, I that, lost probably 40 grand on our house in Atlanta. You know, so you have like housing cash. the way Like, it I is. had to come up with 40 grand to sell that house. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm, we bought the, our house for X. We put Y into it. And then it was worth less than that. Yeah. Which was had never happened <laughs> right. in in American culture before. Right. So another another then, lie revealed or another, yep. you know, and it's higher education costs. Higher education. You you yeah. guys can speak better than I can about public education. Um uh our infrastructure. I, it, you every category yeah. is a failed promise. Yeah. How are we how is this not going to fall apart? Would be who's the idiot that thinks this is going well? Who's it going well for? Yeah. You know, like like, my kids and your kids are growing up in a time right now of un. So our parents grew up through a time where they crawled under desks worrying a nuclear bomb was going to drop. I think it's more insecurity now. Yeah. Because they're worried about the planet melting. Right. God. Yeah, it's true. It's a, it's a. Yeah. We didn't even talk about Joel and Kate and mom handed us, their generation has handed us a, the shittiest deal that anyone has ever gotten in this country. <laughs> and I mean, they're the group. It's just funny. No, I'm sorry. But like yeah. there. And that, that generation is the group that's telling us not to go progressive and telling us not to develop mo- more social welfare and more income uh, distribution. Like, yeah. Cause they, uh, they got the, they, they pulled the ladder up behind them. What are they thinking is the problem with AOC and Bernie and progressive policies? I, I couldn't figure it out. You know, except he's going to take my money. I, I, I guess Period. I never even really knew. Well, but so, but it never gets beyond they're unelectable. That's and the I only did argue, I, I did argue that to you at the time. Uh, and I still think it's true, but I really would have much rather had Bernie, you know, like, I, cause I think yeah. Bernie's kind of the right guy. Just like, it's like, is this an, and it's easy to, it's easy to, you know, arguing against my actions. If you're not going to vote idealistically in the presidential election, like, what are we even doing here? You know, and I would even argue the way that that primary went is Biden was not a lock until West Virginia. I don't remember and that closely. there was a long period where people were willing him to become the the guy. The presumptive. And until yeah. the right. And I may be wrong about West Virginia, but there was a black legislator that went to bat for him in one of the mid-southern states and he won that state and that oh, was oh that was um yeah wasn't that uh shoot what was her name no that was georgia i'm thinking of georgia it, it was a guy i yeah. don't remember i think it might have been Clyburn, but i just 
feel like whether it was true or not, and whether you were really struggling with it or not, mm. like what I was saying to the people that I was actually talking to, which would be like Gene or Walter mm -hmm. or, or, or dad, mm. um, was you're not telling me what's wrong with the policy direction. Like, why are you not speaking on the policies? Yeah. I, it, but yeah, it's, we're just, like, oh, it's two different know, conversations. It's two different conversations. It's, it's like, there's the one thread. I remember, I remember clear now. There's the one thread where it's like policy doesn't matter unless you're getting into office. And there's another thread. It's like people don't vote on policy, which is sort of proven by your, I mean, you're in policy. So of course you think about it, but you know, everyone you talked to was like, uh, no, like, I don't even know what the yeah, policies no. are. I just like, I want to have you, a beer with you, them. <laughs> <laughs> right. And that's okay. I don't begrudge any of that. And I know like it's, it's complicated. All of it's complicated, but when you're having a conversation with, well-intentioned people that can have, you know, civil discourse and you're talking about how uh, painful life is, which, and, and again, it's like this idea that um, that's your lot, suck it up buttercup. <laughs> but, but what's, what I think is lost on people maybe, or maybe it's not lost and tell me what you think, mm. but the way it's running right now is due to policy choices. Uh, like, yeah, like, like, the the titans of industry are benefiting from policy choices. The idea of a corporate entity having a voice in politics or yeah. having like that's conjured up out of thin air. Like those are human beings that are running a business, and because we've decided it so, they're not liable mm -hmm. for their actions. Mm -hmm. What? What? As a small business owner, I'm liable as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> like Christy and I took out a loan when we were in business together. Uh -huh. And if something went wrong, we would have lost our house. Aye, aye. But like, if you, we didn't obviously, but right. like for the, for small businesses, you don't get that kind of protection. Why do they get that protection? Oh, for innovation. Mm -hmm. Oh, right. Cause innovation wouldn't happen otherwise. It's like, <laughs> okay, but then just go down the list, but don't, but don't act like it's not a bunch of policy decisions that are, that are funding the, the world's largest wealth gap ever. Yeah. You know, while everybody else works their asses off and suffers. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I still don't think I could have voted for Bernie. Not because I would have rather had Bernie. So it's like easy in retrospect. You're like, I would have much rather had Bernie. You know, what would have, you know, just because something would have happened. He would have been like, well, who knows? Who knows what happened? He could have had a heart attack. And maybe I would have regretted it. You know? Yeah. Who knows? Maybe I would. But yeah, but it's maybe like, he would have been horrible. Right. But uh, the tax the rich thing is is like that's an approach, you know. It's like like Biden. Biden is like um, I remember when you know when it was like obvious that that's where we were headed. Mm -hmm. People were like, "Oh, that's comfortable. Thank God." He you is know? the comfortable. We, we, yeah, we can get back to normalcy. Yeah, and I was like normalcy. The reason why Trump came here is because things were fucked up. <laughs> like we don't, yeah. going back to normal. Going back apt. to that. <laughs> Going back to that normal brought Trump here. Yeah. So like, why do we true. want to go back to daddy? Okay, daddy Biden, tell me yeah. everything's going to be okay, daddy Biden. Yeah. Like, it's a bunch of people that are like, like. Regressive. I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, man. I, I, it's true. Like, you said the same stuff back then. It's much more obvious now that you were right about that. Oh, yes. <laughs> All right. I'll talk to you later, man. Have a good night. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I still think he would have lost. I yeah, think, he might have. I think he Bernie might've. would have lost. Have lost. But, but, but Biden, the impulse to go 
with Biden was like, can we, it was kind of like, can we stop talking about politics for God for one fucking day and have someone boring in there? No kidding. And then COVID happened and then people are still talking. I was in um, FYE, which I think might be for your entertainment, you know, a a store. Oh, the store. Yeah. 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 And I heard these two guys talking uh, about like COVID policies and like getting vaccinated and stuff like that. And they were, and I was like, this is so cool. They're like debating like policy, like in the middle of this store. It was awesome. And I almost went over and complimented them for, for, for doing that. But like, it is true. Like people want to be done so bad. Like in East Greenwich, do you, re- I don't know if you remember this, but um, we had a huge problem here for a while with the town manager. Mm, and, vaguely. Uh, she came in and it was doing unrest, you know, tons of people involved in politics and, we had a big election and they, all of those people got swept out. Hmm. And then after they got swept out, it was, it had been two years of embarrassing things happening in the, in the town and practically bad things happening in the town. Like what's um, like this, just contextualized, like school roofs falling in or like, what do you. Yeah. Like, like, um, like, uh, this, like this, the town getting sued and racking up legal fees. Oh Jesus. Uh, and, or the school being denied you know, money that you can debate the policy of it, mm-hmm. but you know, it, not so good. What was going on? Mm-hmm. Um, and, but generally the tenor of the engagement from the leadership team at that time was, you know, double middle finger, mm-hmm. um, you know, super aggressive and potentially with a strategy to bank, bring the town to bankruptcy to get itself out of what it thought were onerous union contracts. And bringing the town to bankruptcy has a whole host of other problems that go along with it. But the people that came in had done that in Central Falls. They were advocating it for it in other places, uh, saying it was the way to go for cities and towns. Hmm. Anyway, like it was a a lot of yeah, it was a lot of unrest, you know, and a lot of challenges. People being fired in the town. Um, A lot of talk about a lot of ginning up. you know, national issues at the local, we have 14,000 people in East Greenwich, mm-hmm. you know, but they were the gin up these uh, national issues. So you had neighbors fighting with each other, mm-hmm. you know, about this stuff. So long story short, um, there was an election in 18, 16, whatever it was, and they all got swept out. It was the biggest blue tide East Greenwich has ever seen. Mm-hmm. And, and then it was like crickets. There was nothing to talk about. The government was being run by adults, by responsible, capable adults. And then nobody, and I remember bumping into one of the town counselors and she's like, nobody shows up and does anything anymore. And I'm like, that's why I fought for you to get elected. So I wouldn't have to do a goddamn thing. Like (laughs) you're my representative. I knocked on doors so I wouldn't have to be involved. Right. Like that's why it's quiet right now. Cause you guys are adults and you can actually run the town instead of these fucking clowns. Mm -hmm. And so I think with Biden, there was this hope that, it was the same sort of thing. Like we get Biden elected and we won't have this tumult. Yeah. But mm-hmm. it hasn't ended. No, it hasn't. No. And maybe, do you think it would be less of like if COVID was gone, do you think there would be less tumult than there is right now? A little, like at least a little. Like Trump lost his platform a lot. So I don't hear from him as much, mm-hmm. but there's still like, it, I don't know. Be, when does there'd be a lot less tension between family members, which I think would have a net positive, even if it's not directly related to politics. What do you mean? Like, like wearing a mask is like 
politicized, you know. So if you've got somebody, oh fuck yes, so you're like right. if somebody's, so you, you just like, you know, Erica was saying the other day she was in a Target and she's, you know, fully vaccinated, had her booster, but the kids aren't fully vaccinated yet, so she's wearing a mask and you know she hears this like it's in Seekonk, which is kind of red, and you know there's this like grumpy old man, kind of boomer guy with his wife and. And he's like grumbling loudly about how masks don't work and only idiots wear masks and sheeple and, you know, and, and it's not just, it's not just strangers in a target. It's like, you know, I, I showed up to a a karate thing with a mask on and I was literally the only adult there with a mask on. There's probably 400 people. And I was like, and I couldn't leave. Well, I could have left, but it would have, it would have meant pulling Cooper who was also wearing a mask out of a performance that he was really excited about. So I was in this really tense situation yeah for me where i was like yeah yeah i don't want to drag him out of here you know i don't know what the actual you know it's like risk risk is a tough thing to to uh, make decisions let's review like what you're doing is is like it's a low effort it's like nothing it's a high social effort yeah but it's but like like but when you're thinking about your like when you're thinking about the health of your family it's a no-brainer right and and here are these people that are putting they're twisting every knife they're they're pulling every lever to try and get you to go against your conscience yeah in in protecting your family when your wearing of the mask and cooper's wearing of the mask doesn't hurt them at all i know but it does you know because they're they're feeling judged so i came because they feel like i'm judgy or whatever or just, this is all in my head i mean it didn't nobody in this particular scenario everyone is extremely civil so it didn't it, but I, I did feel this subtle tension of like that weird extended eye lock when they say, oh, how's it going? And then they're just this long, this awkward second of like, you've got a mask on and I don't like, are you judging me? Am I judging you? Are you know, are do am I do you feel threatened by me not wearing a mask? You know, there's all yeah. these like thoughts and we're just there for a stupid karate performance. It's fraught. Yeah, it's, it's fraught. It's really, really horribly fraught. I had a contractor come here. He wasn't wearing a mask. Yeah. And, you know, I had him out on the porch and I was like, I just, I just put it out there. I was like, look, I'm vaccinated. I just want you to know that. Mm -hmm. And I'm wearing the mask because why not? Mm -hmm. And then he was tripping over himself, you know, talking about why he he didn't have a mask on. I was like, I don't give a shit, (laughs) you know, like, yeah, yeah. But like, so I think that would just to the question though, I think it would, it's just one more thing that it's causing this tension, uh, interrelationship tension. So I mean, I, I can't remember a time in my whole life that was had so many landmines to step on. I mean, there are so, so many. many landmines. And it's, it's like... It's nuts, John. Yeah. Totally. And, 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 and it cuts across, like, COVID, the politics, the mm-hmm. identity, yep. um, and oppression, uh, the haves and the have-nots. I know. I mean, There's like everybody's, a million of them. <laughs> everybody's aggrieved. Everybody's fucking aggrieved. Yeah. The melting pot's boiling over. It's like just explosive and it's just i can't yeah it just well yeah to bring it back i it's really really i don't know what oh crap i gotta run i don't know what would happen that i'm would, sorry you have to run because it'd be nice to actually i i could totally just keep talking about this for another hour because it's just so <laughs> is there's it's cathartic though to talk about it like yeah. never get a chance to actually talk through this stuff and it's so it it is a it is a drag and you said it before, like leadership is needed and the leadership sucks right now. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's true. Like what would Marcus Aurelius say? Like if I read, I'm on like 
chapter book five of his meditations that you're urging mm. which was really awesome cool and while i still don't take the fact that stoicism <laughs> is a philosophy of slaves um the <laughs> there's he's dropping like knowledge bombs faster than i can write them down yeah i mean it's in it's crazy yeah and it's it's such great advice for our time and all the things that we were talking about in terms of anxiety and worrying about the other person and just producing your good life mm -hmm. mm. yeah. and what conservatives would 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 applaud i think in terms of like taking personal responsibility and not like worrying about other people you yeah. know control what you can such a yeah such a fucked up time no kidding so you gotta go yeah. that sucks that well bookmark bookmark where you want to pick up you know we can we can uh we can red team blue team texas seceding and see what happens or something fucking texas <laughs> all right man good call i'm cool. uh, sorry i was late i'm glad uh glad we connected i miss really missed it last week yeah same here cool all right man all right see ya later